Hey, I'm Alana Bonneman, naturopath and holistic nutritionist. This podcast is dedicated to reclaiming your health by harnessing yourself as your biggest asset. Get ready because this is where we stand up for your body's ability to heal, go against outdated norms and say yes to change. Creating true and lasting success all from the inside out. Thank you so much for being here. This is the Health After 30 podcast and let's get started. Hello friends and welcome back to another episode. Alana Bonneman here with you. Today I'm talking with Anna Lawrence, who's a Chopra certified well-being coach, a primordial sound meditation and Ayurvedic teacher, who helps a perfectionist ditch that all or nothing mindset and teaches how to guide with intuition. And that's exactly what we're talking about today, how perfectionism can hold us back from achieving what we want in our health and in our life, and how to tap into simple things that we can do to make progress over perfection in our day-to-day lives, to achieve our health goals, and ultimately to achieve the life that we want to be living. So Anna, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Sometimes we're so caught in overwhelm and indecisiveness that we sometimes just think this is the normal way of being and we get stuck in survival mode. But I do feel that there is a more productive way to do this. And from what you're what I've heard, guiding with your intuition might be the way to kind of get through that. Do you want to talk us through that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So I think you hit it spot on when you said a lot of women just think that the overwhelm and the indecisiveness is a normal way to live. And what happens when we let that overwhelm take us over is we disconnect um, our our body-mind system. And our mind and our body are deeply connected. And typically what we hear and see in society is very much this cookie-cut, rigid pattern that we're meant to follow. And what that does is it cuts off our trust and our intuition. And so when we let this overwhelm and indecisiveness completely control our lives, we are cutting off our bodies and minds our and souls like navigation system. Mm-hmm. And we're taught that life and work and all of these things are hard and they're overwhelming and you need to like the hustle mentality. Yeah. But in reality, when you set such strict, rigid plans, and you're hell-bent on sticking to them, you don't give yourself the flexibility or the space to listen to your body and to adjust your routines based on the seasons or to based on your menstrual cycle. Mm. And so there's so much growth and, and knowledge and just amazing benefits from being able to let your body guide you through life, through business, through relationships, through literally anything that you do. Um, and so it really is just my mission to help women strengthen their intuition through the practice of meditation and really learn to move forward with like imperfect action and yeah. welcome this imperfection. Because again, I think the overwhelm and indecisiveness comes from a place of imperfection and struggling with an all or nothing mindset. And so my goal is to release those step into the, the, the position of a recovering perfectionist mm. and move forward with like the mindset of like, this can be fun. Like how much fun can I have? 
Mm-hmm. I love that. There's also so many societal things around us, right? That says we need to be perfect. We're so focused on the perfectionism of it all. Right. So why do yeah. we need to, why do we need to step away from that? Well, one of my favorite quotes that my dad has been telling me since high school is the only place that perfect exists is in the dictionary. And I love that. Like, that's one of my favorite quotes to this day as a recovering perfectionist, because I was somebody in like in high school and in college who genuinely believed that if I didn't ace my test or my project, if I didn't pass a class, I literally would not get accepted to college. I literally would not get a job. My life would be over. Everything would be ruined. Like I actually believed that. And I think so many women also believe that. And the challenge, the problem with that is that it keeps women stuck. It -hmm. keeps them in a place of inaction and fear. And I think just like judgment of ourselves, setting the expectation and the bar so high that you can never get there. They never get there. And that the sad thing too, is that we have so much potential Mm. And society is constantly saying, go to the nine to nine to five, do this, do this, go do these steps. Don't branch out and do your own business, follow your passions. Like it's not supposed to be fun when in reality it is. And I think it is really just holding back the potential of so many women in this world by holding up this idea of perfectionism. Mm. Yeah, that's massive. A lot of things that um, as a health professional, we say things and it's so so much easier said than done because a lot of this perfectionism as a, you know, it's a societal thing. It's an internal thing. It's not something that you can kind of just wake up and change. It's something that you need to, as, and I love this word, you said imperfect action. It's something that you need to take imperfect action towards. So what does that look like on a day to day? Yeah. The biggest thing for me and the biggest shift for me as a recovering perfectionist um, and somebody who couldn't ever finish anything uh, because I was so hard on myself um, and would get so overwhelmed and burnt out. And then I would just throw in the towel and go back to my old ways is giving myself permission to be flexible. Hmm. Because I think as a perfectionist, we set a goal for ourselves when we're in a place where we're feeling really insanely motivated And we're like, wow, I'm going to do it all. Like, I'm really going to do it this time. I'm going to work out five times a week. Um, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to, you know, get outside. I'm going to drink water. I'm going to do all of these things, right? Because, and we genuinely believe it because we're in a place where we're so motivated. Mm -hmm. And we tell ourselves anything less than that is a failure. It's a Mm cop-out. You know, I just need to have more willpower. When real willpower is not what you need to follow through and be successful and be consistent. Anything sustainable. Mm. Exactly. So a big thing that I work on with my clients is something that I call the three detours um, of flexibility. So the first one is if you have five minutes or less, then you give yourself permission to move your body for five minutes or less. The second detour is 10 to 20 minutes. This is, you give yourself 10 to 20 minutes to do whatever habit it is that you want to do and celebrate that. Mm -hmm. And then the last detour is 30 minutes plus. So Mm -hmm. this is really like, you know, an open weekend day where you have, you, the world is your oyster. You can do whatever you want. And so having those backup plans in place, you're planning for life to be imperfect, 
Mm-hmm. You're welcoming mm-hmm. the imperfection, right? You're not saying no matter what, I'm going to do this because in like, realistically, that's not necessarily going to happen. So giving yourself permission to be flexible and celebrating that and not going back and judging yourself and saying, oh, it's not enough. It's not enough. Mm. Just starting small and letting that be a win mm-hmm. has been the biggest thing for me. And I've noticed a huge shift in my clients too, when they're able to welcome that in as kind of a baseline for when they're wanting to change their habits. Yes. I really like that five minutes or less. That's so attainable. That's so doable. People spend, I mean, probably even an hour on scrolling on Instagram, you know, <laughs> five minutes or less to take. So within these detours, you're de- is it detours? Whatever I would, you're taking in, in five minutes, what habit I can bring in right now. Or is it more when you say flexibility, giving yourself five minutes or half an hour or an hour or a weekend, giving yourself, like giving yourself grace to be flexible and to do things. So um, the former, really like if you're wanting, if your main focus is to exercise more consistently and you say, I'm going to go to the gym for an hour, Monday through Friday, yeah, every single day. <clears throat> and <laughs> the kid is sick, right? This really applies to busy moms. You get a call from work and your kid is sick and you need to go pick your kid up yeah. and you just don't have the space to leave your home mm-hmm. to go to the gym. Yeah. Rather than throwing in the towel, you can go home and say, okay, what, what are my detours? How can I move my body in five minutes or less? Maybe I can turn on like a dancing show. And like, if my kid is feeling up to it, they can dance with me. Um, so having those backup plans in play so that even when life doesn't go the way that you had planned, you're still able to move your body because you're moving towards your goal. Yeah. You're taking that quick left, taking that detour and making it still possible. And that way you emit that pressure of, I failed. I've done something wrong and I've haven't I haven't helped like I I didn't live up to my standards because mm-hmm. standards yeah they're all it's an illusion, right? So if you're still getting yeah. those 5 minutes in, you're getting that reward of I still did it. You get that pat on the back. Oh Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. And I really lean into the how doesn't matter. As long as you're really clear on why exercise is important to you, there are millions of ways for you to prioritize exercise in your life. It doesn't have to be the one going to the gym for an hour every single day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There are so many shades of gray when it comes to implementing healthy habits. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. That's, I, that's really wonderful. And so what if you don't even manage to get the five minutes? What, what if you can't even manage to give yourself that much room then then what yeah so I actually for this reason for detour number one I say five minutes or less so that gives you the flexibility Mm. to celebrate one minute yeah and it's just a matter of aligning with that Mm because oftentimes the struggle with this is our inner critic starts to talk and say, one minute's not enough. You're not good enough. You're not putting in enough time. And mm-hmm. so it's really leaning into shifting that mindset um, and being able to genuinely celebrate one minute of movement. And I think when you really lean into the why of things, that helps remember, helps remind you that like you are moving towards your goal. Mm-hmm. And I think too, I'll add like, I was sick all of last week. And so my routine completely changed. And rather than looking at exercise, I'm looking at rest. 
Mm. And I'm looking like, okay, what do I need right now? I need rest and rest is productive. Mm -hmm. Staying in bed all day as much as possible, you know, maybe even getting outside a little bit, but being able to shift your perspective around um, the how Mm. and And what your needs are at that moment. Yeah. It goes into your intuition. Intuition. I was going to say it comes back to what your intuition is telling you. But so often it's really hard. There's so much chatter going on everywhere, telling us how we should be feeling, telling us how we should be talking, telling us how we should be looking and dressing. It's so hard. I feel like a lot of us have lost connection to ourselves. And because of that, we're running around thinking that we need to be um, being someone else or doing something else. We're not really staying in our own lane because we're so concentrated on what everyone else is doing. So I want to kind of shift that into what's the new way of doing that. How do you, your why I understand is really important for tapping into that intuition. Mm -hmm. So I guess the question is then how do we get to our why or how do we circle back to our why or how do we continue to listen to what we need and not our surrounding what's being told around us. Absolutely. I think there's a really fine line with that, especially with social media nowadays. You can find a lot of inspiration on social media, um, but it can quickly cross that line to the point of overwhelm when you see other people's routines and their aesthetic and you Mm. look at your life and you're like, my house is messy. I feel messy. I haven't slept. Like I haven't moved my body. Like how do they do it? Right. My mentor actually talks about finding the line between inspiration and envy Mm. and being really mindful. Like I, I notice myself when I'm scrolling on TikTok, I'm, you know, looking for content inspiration. Um, and I find myself the minute I'm like, oh no, (laughs) this is not healthy for me anymore. Going into a place of envy and overwhelm, I shut it down. I'm but this has taken a lot of practice. And so I think just giving yourself that grace um, and being willing to practice, being willing to notice how your body feels in those moments mm. so that you can learn. And the next time you get into that situation, you're able to pivot more quickly mm. to lean into feeling good, to lean into having fun. Um, and part of my a huge part of my business is focusing on the individual person mm. because everybody is different and i learned that a lot i teach um a course on ayurveda and that i think is what is so special because it really like leans into how uniquely individual you are but when we go on social media we see what everybody else is doing and we think it's what we should be doing very broad broad blanket mm. right and so being able to go on there, get inspiration, try new things, being open that exercise doesn't have to be running or going to the gym or doing these things. Like I, once I gave myself that space to like learn about myself, which is a huge trial and error process. It takes time, Mm. but I found like, I love dancing for cardio. I love jumping on my rebounder for cardio, like really not normal things that you see for exercise. Mm. Uh, So for anybody who is trying to figure out what is best for them, trying to strengthen their intuition. I would just recommend play around with things. Like if you want to exercise, if you know you hate running, don't run. Yeah. If you want to move your body in a way that feels good, like try dancing, try boxing, um, you know, try getting a a rebounder trampoline, you know, go go try different things until you find what fits. Absolutely. 
and you know when it's right, don't you? You're like, this feels good. Yeah, because yeah, when you're running and you're not a runner, you don't enjoy running. It just doesn't. It feels so counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. And if it's not enjoyable, then let it go. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And so by making the shift to you, like to kind of guiding with your intuition, I guess, I mean, I think I know what the positive outcomes are in this. It sounds like it would be transformational, actually. But what are some of the outcomes um, that you've had perhaps in practice or with yourself just by doing this? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I'll give you an example um, just from this past weekend. So one thing that I hear a lot from my clients is like, I know what my intuition is telling me, but I don't always trust it. I don't always listen to it. And so this is a really good example of me being in that situation and really kind of grappling with what to do and then initially trusting my intuition and knowing that it was the best option for me. So my cousin got married in North Carolina this past weekend um, and I live in Colorado and um, I got started to feel sick on Monday. We were supposed to fly out on Friday morning and took some days off, really rested. My fiance was also sick. Um, and we were going with my sister and her fiance. Um, and we're like, my fiance was really not doing well on Friday morning. And so we get in the car, we're driving to the airport and I'm just like the whole time, my intuition was like, turn around, don't go. You need to rest, stay home. But I wanted to go so bad. We had everything booked. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just felt this obligation and I like looked at my partner and I was like, I don't think this is a good idea. And he was like, I don't know if it is. And I was like, do you want to go home? And he was like, yep, let's go home. I'll call the airline. We turned around, we went home. We pretty much spent all weekend in bed, but we rested and you know, connected with somebody else who had been working and out and partying who was sick and was like, how are you better? And my, my fiance was like, because we've been resting, we've been taking <laughs> care of our bodies. Um, so that's just an example of like, Mm. of your intuition, your gut speaking, yelling at you. Mm, mm. Um, and it really was the best, the best thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because if you keep pushing yourself and you keep pushing yourself, you just end up in burnout, right? Or you just end up having no boundaries, not being able to say no to appease other people. And then you just end up putting yourself last and then you could put your deplete and you just can't, yeah, you can't, you, you spend, end up spending two weeks in bed instead yeah. of a weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love this. And I love how it also transitions from letting go of perfectionism, finding ways to detour around perfectionism, tapping back in to yourself and allowing yourself to kind of be okay with that and knowing that it's the right thing to do as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think one of my favorite things too, that I love to do with myself um, when I notice myself getting into this space of like imperfection is like, I'm like, how can I get excited about being imperfect? Because I know it's not going to be perfect. So why put this stress or this worry that feels necessary, but is is not? Mm. And how can I like have fun with it and just be like really excited about like taking imperfect action because it means I'm doing big, scary things and I'm mm. moving forward and, um, you know, like looking back on my life, I played it safe a lot. <laughs> And in the past few years, I've really been stepping out and doing big things and showing up on social media. Um, you know, and I've had so many people from high school say like, 
Hey, you know, I know we don't really talk, seeing you show up, doing all this stuff is really cool. Like stuff that you've shared has been really helpful for me. Um, and that would have never happened had I not sure enough been so stuck in like making mm. perfect content because nothing is perfect. And so there, therefore there's no content. Mm, absolutely. And it's ever changing what we're doing now or what everyone does now. It's not going to be, pre- it's, that won't be around in 10 years. I mean, yes, it's still present online, but it's, it's not relevant. Yeah. And so, Absolutely. yeah, that one step in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Nice. So if there's, if there's an action that we can take away from this, what would you say it is? I would say you make the rules. Yeah. And as humans, we like to make rules that don't exist mm. and put ourselves in a box. And so when you feel stuck in perfectionism, if you feel overwhelmed, go back and ask yourself, okay, like, am I making, am I putting myself in a box? Am I making rules that don't exist? How can I change my perspective and therefore change my story in this moment in time? And that really opens up. That's a really simple practice to do. You can do it in a meditative state. You can just do it while you're doing whatever task you can journal about it. Um, but that really helps to rewire your brain and just remind yourself that like, anything is possible. I know that sounds so cheesy, but it, it, it really is true. And we get so stuck in the stories that we tell ourselves, um, and this box that we put ourselves in when we're able to say like, okay, is this really true? Am I making up things that aren't real? How can I change the story? Then yeah. you open up the door to figure out hundreds of thousands of different solutions. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. I, this has been yeah. such a nice conversation. I really appreciate it. If um if people want to find out where you are, where's the best way they can find you? My main platform is TikTok um, at Anna Lawrence under Anna Lawrence Coaching, um, and then Instagram is Anna Lawrence underscore Coaching. But all of my content is made on TikTok, so that's okay. that's where that's I have the most fun. Okay, yeah, <laughs> nice, cool. Well, I'll put that all in the show notes as well for anyone that's interested. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Alana. I appreciate it.